0: State Shifters Podcast, Episode 14, with Jennifer Merrifield. Welcome to the State Shifters
1: Podcast.
0: Welcome back to the State Shifters Podcast. It has been a few weeks since I released the last episode. Reason being, uh, I've been traveling around Europe and moving from country to country and Uh, It's been a little little difficult to find the time to sit down and edit this episode. I I filmed and recorded this one before I left, and it's a discussion that I had with a very close friend and a mentor of mine, uh, the lovely Jennifer Merrifield. Jennifer is a personal excellence coach, a life coach, uh, or a transformation coach, whatever you prefer to name uh, a life coach or the work that she does, and. Jennifer has had a really profound impact on my life uh, for the short amount of time that I've known her. Uh, I've, I've been working with her for probably probably the past three to four months and we connected through uh, our mutual uh, mutual collaboration with Soul7. And I thought it would be nice to sit down and have a chat with Jen and put it on the podcast because I've learned so many valuable things uh, lessons, advice, uh, principles uh, that I would love to be able to share with you guys. So you're going to enjoy this one. Jennifer is amazing and has so much wonderful knowledge and wisdom to share. Uh, So take note. Uh, Without further ado, uh, here's Jennifer Merrifield. Okay, Jennifer Merrifield, welcome to the State Shifters podcast. How are you? you? Thanks
1: for having me here. This Uh, is awesome.
0: Pleasure is mine. I've been meaning to get you onto the show for a while because... You've had such a big impact, <coughs> excuse me, on my life uh, through the coaching, and through the work that you do, and I wanted my audience to get to know a little bit about you and how coaching can impact anyone's life, regardless of position or work or age or gender. Uh, Even if you're a coach, you yeah, exactly. Always good to have a coach. Exactly. Have a coach yeah. So maybe, do you mind giving a brief background to the listeners on how you got into coaching and Maybe how your your journey today in a short, succinct format. Short, succinct. <laughs> if that's said that possible. because you know I can ramble and ramble. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, short, succinct. Um, you know, it's it's always been a passion of mine to be of service to others. In in, uh, I think from a very young age, I just have always wanted happiness for people. I could always, it was I was always upset when people were upset and wanted to you know sort of keep the peace kind of thing and make people happy. And then it, I guess through my life was most of the positions I held in work or you know, um, always some type of, um, you know, of service and project management or anything like that, there was, always a, there was always an element where people would come to me and it was just such an honor and, and a privilege for me to, to help support people and, and let people know that you can do anything. I, I remember being a little girl in my room and thinking, like, the, I don't believe in impossible. Like, mm. It just didn't make sense to me because mm. of something that I had heard earlier that day about impossible and I was thinking, no, I think there's always, and I still feel that today, really strongly and I believe that about anybody that I work with so um, let's see I I was in marketing and then I, I went on to publishing for a little while for an empowerment magazine and I just got a lot of opportunities to do speaking engagements and talking to groups and um, mentoring people one-on-one about personal empowerment and personal excellence, and it just got to a place where it just made perfect sense to get the certifications in coaching and neuro-linguistics and sort of a bunch of other mm-hmm. branches in, mm-hmm. in this type of field. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, yeah, that's it's exactly what I meant to do. I love <laughs> it so much. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. amazing. I for those who don't know we kind of met through Soul7 which is the company that I yeah. started working for here in Toronto really nice and you've been associated with Soul7 for just over a year now yep. if that's correct yep. mm-hmm. yeah and i guess we kind of stumbled across each other as a way of fate just mutual interest yeah, through bob
1: and working together and you know similar clients and yeah
0: exactly yeah. and i want maybe people to understand How or what exactly transformation coaching is? Because I I guess I could explain it in my my own words, but I think it's better to come from you because the work that you do is really special. I wonder if it's
1: better to come from me or if it's because I think we could do both. We could do yeah. Like I love that you said that because it's really it's the experience is what the client gets from it. What what each person gets from it because every client comes from a different place, has a different set of beliefs and programming from the Mm. past that they sort Mm. of bring into their life day in day out that sort of alters how reality shows up Mm. you know what we think about what we focus on what we what we feel that sort of creates our next Mm. reality in our life and so um, you know whether someone comes to me for they want help in their business or in their relationship or with depression or anxiety or whatever it is it's always the same approach in that it's foundational. Mm -hmm. So when you get really clear on yourself and what that programming is from the past that's no longer serving you anymore, and when you get clear on how to um, create a new belief system Mm -hmm. that matches what you want to believe Mm -hmm. and what sort of guides you to creating the reality that that you desire, uh, that's like the domino effect for everything else. So we can pick your relationship or we can pick um, your job or your finances or whatever and start from any one of those points and it will have an effect in your mm. entire life. Mm.
0: I think that's what shook me the most about coaching when I've had my first session. And you were lucky enough, to, you were generous enough to offer me a, a few sessions just to get a taste of what coaching was. And I guess I went in there with no real expectations. I had no idea what to expect. And obviously, I thought I had a, I thought I had a lot figured out about mm-hmm. myself until I had my first coaching session. And you really yeah. uh, opened up a whole nother of inner growth that I think I guess I didn't realize or didn't see until you have someone there that really points you deep down into the psyche yeah Yeah. and and that
1: happens for everybody yeah there's that moment of oh wow like there's this it's like taking the blinders off you know Mm. of like oh wow there's so much more that I wasn't really Paying attention to that's always been there. It's like yeah. that creating that awareness. You guys talk about awareness a lot at Soul Seven, yeah. and it's such a key part of it. Because when you see the possibilities, it's just like, oh my gosh! Like now, like it's 100%. limitless what you can do. Yeah. And then having someone to support you and say, it's okay, go there, go yeah, there, you, yeah. you got this, and I got your back. And yeah. you know, because it's a little scary, right? When you s- you see the possibilities, and then you sort of you know 100%. tend to pull back a little bit.
0: Yeah. In I guess that was the thing. Not everyone's ready to kind of take that dive into you know themselves and figuring out uh a lot of things that sometimes you need to shine the light of awareness on Mm. before you can actually overcome and it's getting to the root cause of a lot of things
1: and again it comes back to our programming Mm. so we're used to doing things the same way over and over day in day out year in year out um that we get even when we learn a new way we fall back into habits so easily Mm. um and it's funny, you know, a lot of people say, like, I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm just not doing it. I don't know what's holding me back. Mm. And it's that comfort zone. The comfort zone is the place of safety. We know what to expect there, you know, like, on that edge, looking over to, you know, unknown possibilities mm. and, mm. It, you know, knowing it could be fantastic. There's still that fear of, I keep wanting to s- <laughs> swear, but I'm not going <laughs> to swear on your show. Like, holy smokes. Yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, like, then what? Because you don't yeah. know what to And it's that leap of faith and having yeah. that surrender. But... You know, it's easy to say, um, you know, take a leap of faith mm, and surrender, mm. but it's it's scary. But when you have a coach or when you mm. have someone supporting you, you get a little more fine-tuning on mm. what that actually means. And mm-hmm. it's not like jumping off a cliff into a black abyss of nothingness. You, you, there's there's steps along the way, yeah. so it's not that scary. Yeah,
0: I, I think that's what excites me the most about bringing you on to this podcast, because I'd like to hope that a lot of people that listen to this podcast are the ones that are ready for that step into the unknown and, that, and they're ready to take that that next leap of faith yeah. and coaching for me was such like it was such a big jump because I was amazed by how quickly the growth happened when you have someone there that's able to hold your hand and go 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 deep, go oh, yeah. within, that's and just really that. work through yeah just, I was I think the people we'll go back to awareness for a second because people. May have already discovered a meaning behind their own meaning behind self awareness, which can mean a lot of different things consciousness, presence, higher energy, gods. Uh, and for me, self awareness was a big part of my shift to move away from my job when I discovered that uh, I had a light of consciousness within me that was the sole source of my happiness and fulfillment, and it's available in each and every moment. So even though I had realized that, doing coaching. Made me realise that there was still so much inner growth that mm-hmm. that I had to go through mm-hmm. to really evolve into the person that I, I want to become. Um, so, do you mind explaining to people that what the different? First of all, what's your definition of like self awareness? And if someone's discovered self awareness, does that still mean they can get a lot out of coaching, or can you do you have oh, to discover it? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um,
1: you know, I've been doing this for eleven years officially and probably my whole life unofficially and i would think i'm i'm fairly aware yeah i (laughs) would say uh, so and there's more like there's more like i'll sometimes come across a piece of research or some some new learning and just my i'm like my mind is blown of like oh there's always more there's Mm. always always more Mm. and it's kind of a humbling beautiful thing to just surrender to there's no end there's no finish there's no like just enjoy it, just enjoy the journey of always having beginner's eyes with something, always mm. seeing something new and, and knowing that in the time that you discover it, it is the perfect time and it's going to enhance you in whatever mm. way. And rather than feeling that anxiety of needing to be done. Yeah. Yeah. But, um,
0: and how do you describe what consciousness or self-awareness is right. and how would you kind of, how, how can you tell if someone's kind of discovered that already for themselves?
1: I love that question so much. There are so many different yeah. ways. I think a lot of it, a lot of it, now there's the spiritual side and the scientific side and the sort of logical side. From the logical side that, that I think is, is the most obvious when you're out and around would be when you see people really taking ownership, um, that's a huge indication that that, that that self-awareness is happening because when you get to a point that you realize, so say, say you have some type of a, someone butts in front of you at line and in, in, in a line and, and you're in a hurry and whatever, and instead of you know, blaming and criticizing and being pissed off all day mm. and, and that kind of thing, when you take ownership of the fact that, okay, well, it just happened, it's not gonna, yeah. af- it's not gonna affect um, my entire day. And what must this person, when we come from the other person's perspective, maybe they're in a hurry, maybe, uh, maybe they had a breakup in the morning, maybe someone died, maybe they have to go to the bath. Who knows, you know, when you come from that non-self part, which sounds contradictory from having self-awareness, but when you really start to become aware of other people and where they're, you know, like what's yeah. ha- what might be happening for them, then you can just get that real sense of peace of not, not, um, you know, ha- not having to be in resistance all the time, not having to have a struggle or a force against something. And, having to blame and judge but when you take full ownership of yourself and what's happening so this can happen and I get to choose am I gonna allow this am I gonna carry this through my day with me or am I gonna let it go and just be like mm. that's you know whatever that's that person's mm. stuff and mm. let them have that uh, I think that's a really great first indication because it takes it takes a lot to get mm. to that point uh, and then the more it happens for you the more you can detach from other people's um, Moods, other people's poor mm. behavior, and not let that affect you personally—it's uh, really stuff starts to really happen. You'll just start—you uh, know this, yeah. right? You <laughs> totally know. I just this love stuff. the way you're describing this. Yeah, it's, I it's mean, amazing, you've had some yeah. amazing experiences yeah. with this yeah. kind of stuff. I mean, and you knew a lot of stuff already when we first started working together, but but just the more and the more you stay in, you know, connected with other people who are you know a similar wavelength and this kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, you just really notice that, right? Mm-hmm. Just like more happening and larger and you noticing it and, and the detaching, isn't that just such a such a beautiful place to be where you know, even even thinking of things that happened in the past a year ago, ten years ago that we hold on to and this thing happened and this person did this to me, it's like, okay, but detach from how can I now be a better person because of it? How can mm-hmm. I grow and have wisdom and actually move forward versus giving my power to it versus choosing to be a victim mm. because of it because freedom is not attached mm. to anything.
0: Yeah. I saw so wonderfully described. Uh, like I think I was thinking back just then about living from this perspective this way of living opens up a whole new dimension to life. I it think. Really um, and I think I still, it's still relatively fresh for me. I think like it was probably three years ago that I really, Discovered this through I read Eckhart Tolle's book a new earth and that really was the catalyst Mm -hmm. I think I was ready at the time to receive that information and that's what started it But I love being around people like you who've been living this way for a lot longer than me You have a lot more wisdom than me and hearing you describe Awareness or consciousness or it's a way of living that is what I really want people to learn more about or discover through this podcast or through whatever work I do or through interactions with others and you're doing that on a day-to-day with clients one-on-one and I want to know does every client that come to see you are they aware of this already or no no
1: no absolutely not no but but there's some readiness I would say there's some yeah. you know that there's like a if you, you could liken it to anxiety, like there's an anxious sort of feeling of like, I want next level. I know there's something more, um, frustration, you know, something, and then that's what we call ready. So mm-hmm. you're ready to take accountability, you're ready to take ownership, and you're ready to kick some ass. Can yeah. say ass? Yes, <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> but you know what I want to also say, like, I, I love your example there because I- even though, you know you're saying that I have more wisdom and whatever, and it's the years and, and, and whatever. It, it, it's one way to, to perceive it in, uh, in growth and things like that, but it's also the fact that don't ever feel defeated no mm-hmm. matter how old you are or young you are or what you've accomplished or not accomplished or however you're measuring yourself. It doesn't matter because I think I would say probably some youth and youth being you know, in your 20s would um you know listen to you and know how advanced you are in meditation and understanding this stuff and feel a little intimidated that oh my god like Mm. i gotta get started but i mean i have clients from you know teens to 60s and 70s that are all just starting Mm. you know and Mm. there's never there's never a bad time to start there's never it's like what's that old phrase you know when's the best when's the second best time to plant an oak tree right now (laughs) right so just Don't ever feel intimidated and the advancement of how fast you can get there. Mm -hmm. It's not like back in the day where you had to be a monk and meditate for so many hours every day for years to get to whatever level. Is now, I mean, with the stuff you teach about meditation and and the coaching tools and techniques that we have, you can advance very quickly.
0: Yeah, well said. Yeah. Uh, So I think if if someone's listening to this podcast or they're Mm -hmm. absorbing information similar to this, clearly they're on some sort of level of advancement or they've, Taken the initial steps. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I want to know from your opinion and perspective, is there anything people can do who say maybe they don't have access to coaching straight away? Which soon access to coaching is going to be available because I know you're putting out lots of online uh, courses and lots of yeah some great stuff. But say right now someone doesn't have access to Mm -hmm. this kind of coaching where you've got someone there that can help you through this whole process. Are there any things that people can do to accelerate? the process of understanding themselves
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely um yeah sometimes you know it, you know it, again like don't be intimidated if one-on-one coaching is too expensive or too high level there's you know there's there's group coaching there's online programs and things like that, things like that but you can also you know spend no money and just so focusing on um you know, awareness as that theme so mm-hmm. we, we like to say notice what you notice so what does that mean well so if you get up in the morning and you go do what you normally do in your day say you're walking to work or walking to school um, and you tell yourself okay I'm supposed to notice what I notice. well what the hell does that mean mm. so just by saying that your mind is gonna go into trying to figure it out you're gonna look around at certain things and you're gonna start noticing different things that you may not have noticed before noticing is such a great tool it sounds just so silly and, well, mm. whatever, yeah, I noticed, but when you really think of all your senses, you know, so, like, what am I smelling right now? Like, really get clear. When you're eating, close your eyes mm. and really taste your food, you know? Um, when you're with certain people, be a really good listener, and when you wanna jump in and, and s- respond, uh, you know, with, with your version of, of whatever they're saying or, t- or this story, just pause and hold back a little bit and listen and ask them more questions about themselves. Just do things where you're being the observer on mm. life um, and you know like I think sometimes with med- like meditation is so great and even just five minutes a day and I'm not sure exactly what you're teaching as far as how much you recommend but mm. you know when, when you get to your level that's whole next level. But if you're feeling like it's difficult and I can't do it, just five minutes and just consider it breathing. You know, just yeah. consider um every little bit is okay. When you're a little kid and you're wanting to tie your shoes, it seems impossible mm-hmm. but you practice and you practice and, and you get there. So just having awareness and having that pullback and then thinking like, you know, where where are other people coming from? Put yourself in their shoes. You know, we hear this when we're kids, like what you know yourself in their shoes but but really do that like Mm. really think when there's you know who's that person that first comes to your mind when you think of that annoying person in your life Mm. (laughs) come from compassion and what must that person be thinking or feeling in order to justify that kind of behavior because like i always say hurt people hurt people happy people don't hurt people so when we understand where people are coming from with their emotion we actually get more self-awareness of our of our own selves Mm Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I just, I like, I love the allowing and notice what you notice. Yeah. There was two things that really, that you told me that really just made me think and made me step back a little bit in life and try and be the observer more. And it can be easy as just being on public transport and just noticing what you notice and just without judging. I think that's one thing that I'm getting better at is is not judging others when they may not necessarily. Be on this path yeah. because whatever path they are on is perfect for where they are in their life. And a, re- a really great thing yeah. to
1: remember w- when we judge and we do it. I mean, we're yeah. human. It's there's things we like and things we don't like. It's mm-hmm. great to have preferences and to know what they are. But when we judge versus discern, we we take it personally. So if I see someone and I'm judging the fact that they're smelling a certain way or behaving yeah. a certain way and I don't like it, when I judge it, I'm now giving, my, giving some of my power to it. I'm now yeah. attaching to it because now I'm going to go and tell you later about this person that I saw that I didn't like this behavior. I'm going to go tell someone else. And I'm, I'm keeping myself attached. My, I'm giving my energy to focus on something that I don't like. Um, whereas if I just discern, so discerning is noticing without um, attaching personal uh, stuff to it. So if I just, like, okay, so that person, maybe they didn't have time to shower or whatever, I don't want to make it about me, let it go, and I'm not going to speak of it again. Mm. I'm not giving my power to that. I'm mm. not, you know. <laughs> and I now have more room to focus on good things that I like.
0: 100%, yeah. Make I, it makes 100% yeah. sense, yeah. I So I guess I'll shift gears a little bit <laughs> because I've got a, an important question that I want to ask, and it goes back to people who... I'm looking at people in my position maybe two, three years ago. And that's probably people who, uh, the younger generation, millennials and younger, who I think the most difficult time in our lives is, one of the most difficult times is going through university, finishing university and starting your first career. And a lot of people feel like there's this expectation or pressure from parents, friends, family, um, society. And they're not, they lose touch with themselves and they may make decisions based on keeping other people happy, yep. not necessarily in yeah. tune with what they actually want to do. And like what I found myself, I found myself four years down a path or six years, if you include the two years of work that I did in a path that wasn't something that fulfilled me, um, uh, hmm. both, um, Pretty emotional common. level. Yeah. It's, it's very common. Yeah. And I guess I wanted to ask, do you have any advice for people who, you know, there's not, I'm not going to put an age group on this because pe- people can be any age yeah, and absolutely. realize that yep, sure. what they're doing for work isn't what they necessarily fulfills them. What advice would you give for someone who may be in a position where they're, they're undergoing this sort of process, they're starting to look mm-hmm. within and they're starting to realize that what I'm doing for, for my work isn't isn't giving me the inspiration, motivation that I want. I feel like there's more to my life.
1: Right first thing I would say mm. is y- you're so not alone. Mm. Um, you're normal, it's all good. Everybody's feeling the same thing on a certain level. Um, I see it all the time and and um, people there's we put so much pressure on ourselves, actually more on ourselves than actually we get externally, and that's a great place to start is to just you know, sort of... Remember that in this phase of your life. It's it's a there's a big exploring uh, Learning sort of growth phase to go through because you can't go from you know um, You know learning something to being something without having the experience Mm. in the meantime And we can we can read a book and we can know how to do something But until we actually hands-on do it uh, We don't actually have the the experience and the same kind of wisdom had you been doing it for a while so Mm allow yourself to have that exploring and that learning and and, you know go into the job you know like even if it's the one you don't want but you feel like you have to go there for a while Mm. and really get clear on you know maybe this isn't for me or this isn't what i want and Mm -hmm. decide or maybe it is or but just allow yourself to have as much experience as possible before you um you know before you make any hard decisions you know we put a lot of emphasis on what other people think or what we think we should or we'll see that you know someone we know is far advanced mm-hmm. where maybe we should have been there or mm-hmm. we, you know, thought we would have by now. Um, and that c- tends to hold us back. Again, it's giving our power over to external forces and and, um, uh, and that holds us back. Mm. Definitely holds us back. So if we can get to a place where a lot <laughs> a lot less pressure from you know just getting clear on what we actually want and it, and it might not be so say you know I I, I think I want to be a doctor okay but what does doctor mean what does what do you feel like when you have your best job so do I want to be a doctor because I've been programmed to think I should have been a doctor yeah. and because that's what everyone's saying or that's some influence that I had or is but what makes me happy and feel like this is the best job ever um, contentment, some kind of, uh, you know, I wake up feeling amazing in the morning. I work with people who are, are they, you know, really, you know, white collar serious? Are they spiritual in another way? Are they just more, is it more community? Is it more solo? Is it, you know, ask the questions of when you're living your best life in that best role, no matter what the title of your job is, what do you feel like? And then you can plug that into, is it being a doctor? Is it being, you know, whatever, yeah whatever occupation that might be. But that will help you get more clear. So for you, for instance, when you, you know, you got into, you know, the, the world of finances, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, did that, how you feel at your job, match what you thought you should get into?
0: It, it didn't, no. I, and I think that was the realization that, that I had was I needed to work on myself, first of all. I needed to change my inner world before my external world mm-hmm. would change, and that was, just getting accountable for myself, not putting, like you just said, not giving my attention or energy away to my external environment to decide how I felt. And that was, that was it, taking ownership each day for, I'm gonna feel good today no matter what, I'm the sole decider of how I feel and how, and yeah. how I think. So that's was, that was really good advice. One of the big, th- you're a parent, you have two wonderful, amazing daughters mm-hmm. that I've met. A lot of people, me included, feel pressure from our parents to mm-hmm. be a certain way. Most And it's come from some love. Our parents just want us to be safe, happy and secure. But a lot, for a lot of people, they're so scared of letting their parents down that they ignore these feelings. The, and and a lot of, I've met a lot of people who have these amazing creative talents and passions that they pursue part-time or casually, just outside yeah. of their normal job mm-hmm. because they're too afraid. To leave their job out of fear of letting their parents down or yeah. upsetting them, any advice or like being a parent? Yeah. I, I I know you would never, you've never put pressure on your ki- on your no, daughters of like that. Have. Yeah, of okay, have. yeah, maybe you have. If you're a parent one day, yeah, yeah you can't help it. True, true. But here's
1: the thing, Jordan. I mean, w- when we put pressure on our kids, um, so yes, you're right. It does come a pr- from a place of love. We, you know, we want our kids to. To be happy and successful and have all the things in life, but it also comes from a place of fear, and that's the part you gotta you gotta get really clear on. So, um, you know, if someone's parents say, you know, you have to be in this profession, you have to make this amount of money, you know, this is the sure thing. Now, you can't go off and be a musician or an artist because there's no money in there. You have to remember, okay. So again, like we talked about a little earlier, is where are they coming from? Like are so, yes, they love you, and, you know, there's no denying that, and, and love expresses in a lot of different ways, and that's another talk for another podcast. Yes. But, you know, what are their fears? So uh, let me think of an, of an example. Um, so I had a client who um, whose parents said, you know, you got to be in, it's, it's similar to yours, in the financial industry because it's guaranteed, and you're you're going to make money, and then you can support your future family and this kind of thing, and they're already creating their future family and and, you know at the time he was in his 20s like you and he went on to do that Um, but he always wanted to be in the arts instead and what what we discovered through our coaching was his parents came from a place where that was the only only industry in their time that was really that the people they knew were thriving and doing all right and the other you know the other industries were not so really it was coming from his past programming, the parents' past programming and putting it onto their kid of that fear of, oh no, I don't want my kid to suffer the way I did or people that they saw. Mm. Um, So, you know, we don't want to rock the boat, we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, so, but you have to ask yourself, do I want to give up what's really calling me to please someone? Because eventually they come around mostly (laughs) most times um but you have to you have to zoom out and and sort of really take a a, you know a a bigger picture look at it of okay there's this sure thing but what are we doing this sure thing for why are we making money anyway what do we need money for i want a million dollars that's Mm -hmm. what everyone says i want a million dollars Mm -hmm. well what are you going to do with the million Mm because if i just give you a million and you just hold the million what good is that right you want to spend the million what do you want to spend the million on oh I want to buy a car and a house and I want vacations with my family okay so why do you want those things Mm. because I want to be happy Mm. it always comes Mm. down to I want to be happy Mm. so I get there's a lot of pressure and I remember that pressure too of you know what should I do or what's you know am I letting my parents down am I pleasing them not pleasing them And it's really hard, but I think if you have that conviction to go forward and you get a great support system around you um, and you give everything you have to, you know, what will make you happy, I really think most times the parents will come around. Yeah,
0: and amazing things start to happen. I I think that's one thing I heard from most people is they asked me, is like, oh, how did you go about not, like, taking that leap, as in leaving your job and following... Your passion or your creative outlet and not necessarily knowing where money is going to come mm-hmm. from where the opportunity is going to come from and I like after taking the leap like you know just under a year ago things just tend to work out i think when you step yeah. into like that higher version things are opportunities have yeah again isn't it? yeah you, you, n- start you don't to see yeah.
1: more possibilities more opportunities
0: and you don't know where they're going to come from and that's the hardest thing for people yes. is the unknown
1: it's the unknown. Yeah, it's what you can't see. But when you trust it and you follow really what's in your heart. And I think that's a part of it too, Jordan, is that sometimes we don't know what's in our heart because mm. we're so stuck on the shoulds and supposed tos and um, we don't actually know. I, I hear from a lot of people, I have no idea what my passion or my purpose is. I don't even know what that is. Uh, maybe I don't have any. I should just do this thing that I don't like just for the money, for the security. I'm but it's really
0: glad you brought that up. What if someone doesn't know what their passions are? They know what they're doing isn't necessarily what they're passionate about or what they want to do full-time. How do you start to begin to dig a little deeper and find out, okay, if this isn't what I want to do, what is?
1: Well, one great idea, so when people get totally stuck and have no clue at all, often that's an indication that they've really been programmed by external forces where there would be parents, teachers, peers, you know, whoever that they should be doing something else and they've sort of squashed their, mm. you know, what those are. A great technique is, is to think about when you're like anywhere from age five to 10 kind of thing, like what did you love? Like what did you, even if it was like riding your bike, mm. you know, in the ravine or whatever was your thing. Okay, so it doesn't mean that's what's gonna be your profession or your passion, but what was it about that that felt so good? was it because you're with a bunch of people? Was it because you were free and alone? Was it because you were physically active? Was Mm -hmm. it because you were singing when you did? You know what I mean? So you'll start to get little clues and then you can then notice in your life today. So what kinds of things do I do that you get little hints of that? You know, like, is it when you're cooking? Do you love that or do you hate that? Is it when you're with groups of people or when you have your alone time or when you're in nature and just really start to, again, notice what you notice, mm-hmm. right? Like notice where are those little places that you just start to feel better. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, unfortunately, when we're under pressure and having those transitions of school to work or work to something else, um, we kind of prioritize things in not the best way for ourselves. And we get burnout and we get, you know, sick or headaches or, you know, not enough sleep and things like that. And we forget about fun. We forget about, you know, that kind of, or we do the... Self-soothing kind of fun that's not always beneficial, like drinking or you know other substances or, or whatever. Where, what's that? What are those things that just feel good? Mm. Yeah. yeah,
0: well said. Yeah, I think uh, making sure you find yeah a balance around your work to ensure that these yeah these curiosities don't go unnoticed because even if you act on a curiosity, you might find out later on that isn't necessarily what you want to do that's another thing you that's can cross totally off the fun. list yeah, yeah which I and think the other
1: thing too is when you're in if you're in a job that you're not loving just give your best mm-hmm. like if you show up and just you know I don't I really like this and you just like you're just killing time and doing the minimum you're going to miss opportunities whether that's conversations with a certain person who will remember something and say something like anytime we have enthusiasm We're opening doors. So if just show up and be the baddest ass best You know, whatever it is that you can be even if you're you know serving coffee or or whatever it is opportunities will show up Uh, just You get that you know this right? We've talked about this a lot where when you raise your vibration and get your energy up there um, just stuff starts to match that energy and show up for you and next thing you know like a month later two months later you know some fantastic job opportunities that's like holy shit that's my passion like that's actually mm-hmm. it and it.
0: Mate, I'll get, I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> when you explain that because that if there's one takeaway that people are going to take away from listening to this it, it's exactly that it's, it's right here right now yeah give your best in this yeah. moment and opportunities start to open up and it's, it doesn't, it's not what we do it's how we do it. Oh, you yeah. hit the nail on the head there. I just, well, okay, yeah. so
1: here's a great thing. So if you're ever feeling depressed or sad, mm. it means you're in the past. You're thinking about stuff in the past that doesn't feel good that you didn't enjoy. If you're feeling anxious um, and frustrated or like pulling back, that's you're in the future. That means you're worried about something coming up that you're creating mm. in your mind that is not something wanted. Mm. So if you... either of those times if you come right here to the present and get really uh, in touch so you can go through your five senses what am I smelling right now when you notice smells you're in the present Um, if you're you know what am I seeing where am I you know focus on your breathing okay so right here right now I'm fine is that thing I'm remembering that's making me feel sad is that serving me and is that affecting me can I see it in a different way can i look at it from d- a different angle mm. again like we talked about earlier you know in this session of you know how can i be a better person from having gone through that rather than being a victim to it and carrying it through my life
0: mm. and if
1: i'm feeling anxious about something that means i'm worried about something in the future and how like what's another possibility other than that thing that I'm imagining that I don't like, you know, can there be a, a better option that mm. might turn out instead? And what we put our focus on is what we give our energy to and is what we is what we create, so.
0: 100%, yeah, a quote from Wayne Dyer came to mind, just okay. as you were describing, talking about that. He said, because I read a lot of Wayne Dyer books uh, for, a, for a large True period uh-huh, of time, yeah. and one of his quotes was, um, if you change the way you look at things, things you look at will start change. to change. Yeah. I think that's such a, I yeah, it's you, you hit the nail on the head when you described that. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um,
1: and here's the thing, we can read quotes all day long and scroll mm. through our Instagram and quotes, 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 and are like, oh yeah, that sounds amazing, mm. that's so mm. good, but just live it. Just pick one and live it for an entire day. Like this is my quote for, day, for the day. So, you know, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, and then just do that. So if you're feeling grumpy in any way, you're feeling less than positive, ask yourself why what is making me feel that way I'm gonna change the way I look at that one thing oh,
0: that's so powerful yeah yeah uh, I want to be mindful of your time here so I won't ask too many more questions okay. uh, but you taught me uh, something very fundamental with reading books uh, because for a large portion of time I was just like it, it absorbing so much information from books that I don't necessarily think I was retaining a lot of it okay. and and you said to me don't necessarily rush through the book take your time reading it and then really live the information that you're yeah. reading and take it on board take notes highlight things yeah uh, so that's an, another really good piece of advice for someone who may be in this phase where they're just like reading everything listening to everything a phase where you're just trying to like up level as quick yeah, as you can slow down yeah there's no rush yeah
1: and it feels like it like i i remember that very clearly um you know, even sometimes now like so much great information will will come into my Stream of attention I was like oh my god I want to know it all devour yeah, it yeah. But, but that really slow like people are learning to speed read and people are um, and maybe some people are really great at retaining and speed reading but um, I think if you yeah absorb it and just like read one chapter and then go live it mm. but live it until you feel like it's now integrated it's it's part of your knowing it's part of your new knowledge uh, you know, and then when you get to a chapter that's not really resonating for you, skip it. Mm. Go on to one that does. You know, it's like I always the say point. to you and my other clients, don't believe everything I say. If it resonates, take it and, and run with it. Um, and if it doesn't, ask me about it and we can, you know, let's make it fit for you. And the same with reading any of these books. Unless the action happens, the books are just the knowledge. You're not getting the wisdom from it. It's not. Yeah. You've got to do those, those yeah. actions. You've got to live
0: that stuff. It's so true. Totally. Uh, I mean, while we're on the topic of, of books, yeah. was there any fundamental books or teachings or podcasts oh or, God, I so know you've got amazing. heaps, but was, oh, you, was right. there any that stood out? Yeah.
1: Um, well, the first one that I always recommend to, uh, to any client just as a foundational book is uh, Dom Miguel Ruiz' uh, Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's foundational stuff. That's so brilliant.
0: And because of and you, I've introduced that to I mean, a few that. people in yeah. my life as well.
1: Yeah, I've given dozens of those away as, as gifts. I think it's just such a, it's just such a common sense. Like you're smacking your forehead, going <laughs> like, "Oh yeah!" Like that's <laughs> just such a like the way he says it, yeah. how much love he puts into all his words, mm-hmm. and then and then when you practice and reading that book is a great way to start noticing what you notice. It just makes you do it. Like you'll start mm-hmm. noticing other people not being impeccable with their word or making assumptions or whatever. And then the key is to just (laughs) quiet, you know, don't (laughs) call everyone out. Just notice it and be the example of it rather than, you know, trying to get everyone else to do it.
0: Definitely. Uh, You introduced me to someone when I first began coaching and his name was Joe Dispenza.
1: Oh, my God. Dr. Joe. Yeah, Dr. Joe. Yeah, he had a very,
0: very big impact on my life. I read all his books, listened to all his audio, and we actually went – together and seen him live in Toronto. Yeah, a bunch of us. Yeah. yeah it was and brilliant. It, was, it really was life-changing, I, w- yeah. I would say. Um, what do you think Joe's work has taught you the most?
1: Oh, wow. I put him up there with uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Oh. Um, Bruce, Bruce was, uh, you know, someone that I found first, and then he led me on to Joe, which is a great segue, I think. Mm. Um, oh, wow. Dr. Joe really puts the proof behind the spirituality. That's what I love about him and Bruce Lipton is it's not, we're not talking woo-woo stuff. Like this is scientifically proven, you know, no BS. Like it it is. And he teaches us how to uh, meditate. I mean, this is your stuff. Mm -hmm. This is for sure. This is your expertise. (laughs) You know, how to really connect to uh, on another level, how to get out of our heads and out of our bodies and out of, you know, so, so stuck in, what do they call it, the meat suit yes. <laughs> and just really get to that next level of really coming from a place of self-love. And that's mm-hmm. what I always say is like, if you want to have freedom, have self-love because mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't feel bad and love yourself at the same time. Wow. So, I mean, Joe is next level meditation kind of stuff. But so I would, I would recommend as a first intro to him, read uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Uh, Fantastic, yes, right? That was like, the first like, one I read and it, yeah. it really did,
0: yeah. It mind blow. It. Yeah, like, mind blowing. Because
1: like, uh, he does such a great job of mm-hmm. how he explains. He makes everyone understand, Yes. yeah. And then as his, there's a couple more books after that that just get, yeah.
0: Like, oh yeah, holy it gets cow. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. A really big shifts started to happen to me yeah. when I started doing his meditations. and I really started to tap into these elevated emotional states that when you realize through meditation and other practices, they're always available in the present moment. And when you cultivate them, you actually start to create shifts in your own reality, your personal reality, your state of being. And then you really start to notice things manifest very quickly in your life. And yeah, big shifts. The momentum really builds, right? And Mm -hmm. that's,
1: that's the good thing is, you know, even like we said before, even if it's just 10 minutes a day to just really get present and and you know we just like the second we open our eyes we're like thinking of all these things and we're going there. It's just to just give yourself some time and then if you can get up to like an hour which are some of his really awesome meditations uh, it's just I mean it's phenomenal and like you talk about how how much shift happens Mm -hmm. how much um, possibilities and opportunities just show up and Mm. it's you know I know a lot of people who will say like, I just, I don't understand it. I'm skeptical and I'm whatever. It's like, just do it and you'll prove it to yourself. Mm. And a lot of people say, well, I don't know how to meditate and it doesn't make sense. And I'm trying so hard to meditate. That's the key is you can't try. Mm. Just do it with no expectation of it being great or not being great. Just do it and do it every day. And then day after day, after day, yes. after week, I see your grin yes, over there. Yeah, You're loving I love this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then stuff starts happening and it's like, Holy yeah, God, like uh, yeah. Nice. I, yeah, Yeah, and it's re- it
0: really is quite it, amazing how it quickly yeah, things start is. to shift, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really good point. Yeah. I think, uh, sorry. Ahead.
1: Now I was just going to say, the other person I would say to go look up is Esther Hicks. Yeah. She's, oh my God, I love her so I much. I know how much yeah, you love Esther. Yeah, her, her <laughs> phenomenal. She's just, she's so, that's all I'll say. I won't get into yeah. it, just go look <laughs> her up on YouTube and listen. Her, well, which is actually Abraham Hicks is who she channels, but it's... Uh,
0: amazing stuff, yeah. Outstanding yeah. stuff, yeah. I guess what comes to mind was uh, a good story of notice what you notice, which happened in my life. Okay. Uh, the way I discovered Joe was through you, but probably the, uh, a few days before, I had a client come into Soul7, who was doing a meditation session, and he finished his session, and he turned to the bookshelf that was sitting beside him, and Joe's book was pointing out, his uh, You Are the Placebo book. Yeah. And he said to it's me, that's book. that's my favorite book of all time. And he said that to me, and I was like, oh, who, who's it buying? He's like, Joe Dispenza. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll." Make note, note of <laughs> that. What well, uh, two days later, my yeah, first session with you. One of the first things you said to me was, "Have you heard of Joe Dispenza? You should check out his stuff." And you know what? I yeah. remember
1: that vividly because yeah. I had like I just remember like we were chatting. It was mm. just the first, the very beginning of our first session, mm. and I said, "I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to tell you to check out yeah. Joe Dispenza because I had read the placebo, and I have like uh, oh my god, like yes. twenty-five tabs in that book. <laughs> I was writing notes in a s- notebook at the same time. It was yeah. so mind blowing." But yeah, I remember mentioning that to you, and you just like the look on your face was like, "Oh shit, yeah, yeah obviously someone's telling me to read this." Soon to as soon as we
0: got out of that meeting, I bought all three of his books, <laughs> 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 two audio forms, brilliant, two physical forms. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, that's see, that's uh, that's the sort of sign I think that yeah, if you just notice, I and think don't that you, yeah, those little things because yeah.
1: just believe it and get excited, and and like like he talks about, and Esther talks about, and Bruce talks, like all of them talk about is when you get the emotion to match the thought, when you really get an Mm. elevated level of emotion, uh, that's when stuff starts happening. That's when you're really like sending out those, Mm -hmm. those vibes of, you know, attracting more stuff. You know, it's like the tuning fork example that that Bruce Lipton gives of, you know, if I hit a tuning fork, you know, uh, tuned to, you know, whatever, however many hertz, any tuning forks in the room that are tuned to that same level are gonna start vibrating. And if you think about, Um, You know us as being sort of antennas or whatever you want to call it like when you turn on the radio and you turn it to a certain station It's gonna go out and hit the satellite or whatever it is That's gonna make you hear that station Mm. all you you turn a little dial Mm. And somehow we get another station that's tuned to a completely other place, but brings it in So what's actually happening there is we're changing the frequency Mm. that's science, Mm -hmm. but when you Take that into us as human beings, like we have frequencies as well. Like when you walk into a room with a bunch of people who are down and complaining and gossiping or whatever, you're gonna feel it like a frequency, like you're gone, little, like one of those off stations a yes. little bit, like not, yeah. you know. And if you stay there long enough, you'll start to tune down to that frequency. Whereas mm. you walk into a place like when we walked into Joe's workshop, right, when yeah, we were all yeah, there yeah, at the yeah. Hey House event smokes like it's like oh, yeah. wow like we're all just like, oh, like almost <laughs> floating because just the vibe of everyone was so high and it was so great so keeping in mind um you know that kind of thing it's just so like it, that's the science behind it right
0: oh yeah I'm, i get excited when you, oh, yeah. we talk about this stuff and being around people like yourself just just ra- i feel like this raises my frequency in its in and in itself yeah, talking about this stuff living this stuff and just absorbing this kind of like content is just, yeah, I think this, anytime you listen to a book or re- read something, I think that that is raising your Absolutely. frequency in and itself.
1: Absolutely. And when
0: you cultivate like elevated emotional states in the meditations, one thing that I took away from it was all you have to do is just get out of your own way half yep. the time. Yep. And again, it was back to like how I discovered Joe. It was, I wouldn't have noticed that if I was busy thinking about what I had to do tomorrow or
1: yep.
0: busy yep. thinking about the past. Yeah get out of your own way we're actually attracting the experiences already that are contributing to us achieving the emotional state that we've cultivated yeah it's like this the emotional yeah. state of gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership, yeah, receivership yeah. because it's, it's the state of attitude. we already have something yeah so if you just so get much. yeah you should think what you already yeah. what you so want anytime
1: you know. you're feeling down and you don't know how to get into that state and you're feeling stuck and frustrated just come from gratitude and appreciation mm. And when you just, okay, so what do you appreciate right now? Anything, even if it's nothing around you, if you can't pick something, think of something else, puppies and flowers and nature and waterfalls or whatever, you know, and it will start to shift your vibration, yeah. And any little thing that shows up great, that's because you're in tune Mm -hmm. with it. It's Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. And (laughs) allow yourself
0: to feel it when something nice happens. Like, for me, it's even just nice sunsets or something – Allow myself to feel gratitude instead yeah. of, like, skipping past it and getting to the next moment. Yeah. Pause and just feel feel the emotion for yeah. one second.
1: And then the, the physical, the, the physio- physiology of what's happening is when we, uh, even the act of smiling will trigger our brains mm. to release positive chemicals. Mm. Um, because so if we're afraid or we're worried or we're sad or we're thinking about something in the past, we can trigger all those negative stress hormones mm-hmm. that will shut us down and that's how we get illness because mm-hmm. we're our body's not in our best immunity and, and healing happy state mm-hmm. when we're worried and stressed. But as soon as we get positive and think about happy things, even just sit up straight, mm. take a relaxing breath, we're telling our body that we're calm and everything's fine, it's going to start, okay, we can stop the stress hormones and get into good. Like it's just, it's amazing. Like that whole self thing that we talk about, yeah, it's, yeah. it's all connected. And it's just, you know, like it feels like magic, but it's actually science. That's what I love yes. so much. Oh, and that's, <laughs> the, yeah, that's
0: really was yeah. the best. Uh, yeah. Since coming out to Canada and working at Soul7 as well, it's it, for me, it's been like the science aspect that I've really got more clarity around. Mm. Uh, so the left, and, the left and right brain coming together. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah, when you mix science with spirituality, you start to realize that, People out in the East have been talking about this yeah. stuff for thousands of years, but now thousands. the science is starting to talk about it, and we're actually getting to the same destination.
1: Yeah, Just exactly. through a different language. It's like, if something great happens, who cares why? <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> bask in it, you know? Yeah. Like, just love it. Yeah, yeah well, who said. cares why? Cause you know, when we start to go into that analytical why and figuring it out, we come back down. Like Mm -hmm. we drop, you know, if we just stay there and just love it and be happy, Mm -hmm. like kids running around and being happy, they're not asking why, they're not trying to figure it out. They're just living and enjoying it, right?
0: So true. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Jen, before we sign off from this conversation, I just wanna take a moment and express how grateful and appreciative and thankful I am for having you in my life and the impact you've had on. On, on me uh, and I, I'm so glad I've been able to bring you on and share so great to share your through. wisdom yeah it's just I, I'm excited for people to, to listen to this and get to know you and I know in time there's going to be an opportunity for people to take advantage of this wonderful uh, work that you do online mm-hmm. so as soon as
1: yeah, the uh, new Facebook the new, group yes. is coming out soon. Yes. Extraordinary life. Mm-hmm. Uh, very excited about that, and uh, we'll do some challenges and we'll do some uh, master manifesting together. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah.
0: And, and if anyone's considering coaching, you know, maybe take note of this conversation yeah. and. If coaching something, they see them. As I'm the biggest advocate for coaching now. I want everyone to have the opportunity to do it. this. Me too. Uh, so if people, too. yeah, 100. Um, percent Regardless of yeah, what you do for work, what age, where you are, if you're Doesn't ready matter. to take to take serious action and like accelerate your growth, your inner growth, it will transform co- your life it without will. a doubt, and it's stuff mm. that
1: even when you're done coaching, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you will always have it. You will always have those tools and you'll never forget. Yes. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yes.
0: So if people want to learn more about you and your work, where can they go?
1: Oh, um, well, I guess you could go to my website, which is jennifermeryfield.com. And it's one N and Jennifer, one R in Merrifield. Yes. <laughs> I guess you could Google it. Yes. Um, uh, and then I'm on Instagram. Um, Sort of on Facebook. Other than that you know, when the group starts, then that that'll be really soon. Probably yes. By the time you post this, um, yes, yeah, so it'll be extraordinary life. And if you look up, <laughs> we're outside. We're right outside. Now, Tell them where we are.
0: We're at, we're at uh, Ryerson University campus at downtown Toronto. And we're sitting outside, and it's a beautiful day yeah, here we're in Toronto, on the Canada. Yes.
1: Yeah, there's the cafes and trees and all kinds of cool. It's people. a wonderful setting to have right. a conversation yeah, like it's this. Really great. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Jen, thank
0: you so much for thank having this chat certain. with me. Thank you, It's such an honor. Yeah, yeah this so, was really fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. Bye for now. Bye. There we have it, guys. Another episode of the State Shifters podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I did. And if you found value from this, please share this with a friend. Uh, and if you think someone else can get value from it, uh, that's a little more reason to share it. So, I'm going to keep these episodes coming a lot more frequently, I promise. Uh, I've got a lot of cool conversations that... I have planned and scheduled and recorded and I can't wait to share that with you guys. So stay tuned. Uh, make sure you follow the Instagram page, stay at State Shifters. I'm posting fairly frequently on there. Uh, you can stay up to date on any thoughts I'm pondering or ideas that come to me. I, I usually express them through there. So lots of podcasts to come. Stay tuned. Thanks again, guys. Bye.